0: On FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media, we are Radio Newark. Radio Newark! Newark. Chain Smokers there, and they're new on Paris. You're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark. And we are about to chat to our guest of this morning. Sue Pringle from good. Millie Luxury. Sue, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having um, me. sorry that you got caught in a bit of a sudden downpour yes. as you were coming from the, it's all right, my computers have just gone blank. <laughs> um, I'm just having a jiggle as you were coming from the car park, but you are now um, suitably refreshed. I think you've had a and, dry, and yes, I'm yes. drying off. <laughs> um we've got a couple of minutes before we head up to the news. So we'll be talking to you in a lot more detail after the news about Millie Lingerie, Millie Bra and uh, why, what, when, how, where, all that sort of thing. But first of all, um just tell us briefly a little bit about yourself, your background.
1: Okay, well, um I am somebody who basically got a little bit grumpy That's <laughs> kind of where this has started. Um so I've I've had breast cancer myself twice. Um, 15 years ago originally and then again I had a recurrence five years ago and that's really where the grump became more of a challenge because I had further surgery that meant
0: it was even harder to get dressed in the morning and to buy a bra that was suitable for me and and um, when I was doing the research for the blog post I came across the I think it's on your website the statistic that 50,000 women are diagnosed with breast cancer in the UK every year yeah so that's a lot of ladies who are um as you say struggling to find lingerie that's um not only appropriate but it's pretty and yes. comfortable and lovely yes. and we know that the millie bra because we've got one hanging up in the studio here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it's <laughs>
2: hanging on my, my microphone <laughs>
0: <laughs> we found a new use for the microphone um, stand. We have a millie bra, um, which um, we're going to be talking about uh, after the news to Sue. So, um, your crowdfunding, your kick, you've got a Kickstarter. I have. Um, we're we'll yes. talking a lot of detail about that um, after the news, but it's. Going all right, I so think. So far, isn't it? so good. Yes, yes yeah. yeah. We're
1: we're almost at twenty percent of the target. We've got quite an ambitious target. Um but there's been a huge amount of interest in the project itself. And people being very social in terms of using their networks to share the project and to talk about
0: it and encourage people to have a look at it and ultimately back the project. Fantastic. Well, as I say, we're going to be talking about that after the news. We're going up now to the news at the top of the hour and then Tina will be taking over on the desk and she will be int- uh, talking in um in depth to sue about Millie lingerie milli bra crowdfunding kickstarting, all sorts of things and no doubt examining this bra in more detail as we go along shame we can't see it all you listeners out there it is very pretty stay with us we're going up to the news now <laughs>
2: You're listening to Radio Newark, to the girls around town, here on Sunday morning. We're with you through until 12 o'clock. I'm Tina Betterson, and my guest in the studio this morning is Sue Pringle. Uh, Good morning again, Sue. Hi, Tina. Hello. It's um, uh, lovely to have you on the show, and we've been um, taking photographs of the very beautiful Millie Bra attached to a microphone. Uh, More on on that on the Facebook page a little later after the show. But first of all... um, sue tell us a little bit about how you we we know that you you got the idea for the bra because you had also suffered from um, breast cancer and had surgeries and so on but um let's kind of just go back a little bit before that um because you do have a history of product development don't you yes well um i came to nottingham
1: originally to work for boots like many people (laughs) and um i I was a product manager initially and then worked in different roles developing all sorts of products actually so my first job was in cook shop if you remember boots cook shops <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite jobs there actually was buying t- um, ceramics and crystal which took me all over the world which amazing um, but latterly at boots I was part of the team that developed boots.com and um, I headed up the development of premium Cosmetics and Fragrance where we literally sat down with a blank sheet of paper and kind of thought well how are we going to sell this stuff online scratched our heads and went and then worked it out so um, that was a a, a really fascinating time because it was brand new, very exciting a lot of hype as you can imagine Um, but it introduced me you know right at the beginning of of e-commerce but it was also the time when I was first diagnosed we'd literally just launched Estee Lauder and Clinique online and within a couple of months I'd found a lump in my breast um, which meant that I I went out of the business for about a year and decided I didn't want to go back Mm -hmm. because um, I'd got two very young children my daughters were four and seven when I was diagnosed so I actually went back to university and studied garden design at Brackenhurst Really? (laughs) Yeah Um, I wanted to do something completely different I fell in love with the place I felt like a complete phony because everybody else seemed to know about twigs and I didn't (laughs) (laughs) But I had three fabulous years working part-time to get a degree in horticulture and I became a school governor, went into the primary school where my girls were pupils and helped children to learn to read and bake, all those sorts of things and just took a deep breath.
2: Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. but presumably then that background in product development and and the beginnings of e-commerce and so on has been really helpful now in developing your your new venture yeah well i guess when i
1: first became aware of my problem one of the questions i asked well is it just me am i the only person who's finding this hard and why is it so hard so i went into a very commercial mode so i did stacks of market research trying to understand why the whole industry really wasn't um Designing bras for women like me, and I couldn't understand it. I kept sort of wondering and, and 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 doing the analysis. Got all the market reports, had a look at what all the retailers were doing, and so forth, and still drew a blank. Really, um, there are about five or six brands in the UK that cater for women who've had breast cancer surgery, against a backdrop of around 500 brands. So it wasn't stacking up um so i was cautious to begin with i didn't want to sort of you know race in there and think i can solve this because there's obviously a reason why a lot of these brands weren't addressing it and the obvious conclusion to draw to begin with was, well it's just not enough women commercially to make it viable and um but i'd looked again at the numbers and you know the diagnosis figures but also the women that are living with the impact of breast cancer in the uk alone i estimate it's about half a million of us And it's not an impact that actually stops when you finish a surgery. It goes on for a long period of time. So part of my more extended research has been to meet and talk to lots of women who've had breast cancer treatment and from a whole different sort of suite of different kinds of surgery and their needs change within the first year very dramatically but actually over the following four or five years and beyond they continue to change and this is the thing that was the greatest revelation really it's not as straightforward as a mastectomy bar it's actually somebody perhaps like me that's had different kinds of surgery in a lumpectomy which leaves the tissue very uneven but also very swollen and tender and it means that you cannot wear an underwire i can wear one for about an hour and then off it goes (laughs) um and that throws up a whole series of practical wardrobe moments but it also leads to quite a lot of psychological distress really because you feel very left behind and not considered
2: yeah yeah well i mean i i can i can appreciate that because it's only really been i mean i am a i am a lady of reasonable endowment shall we say and it's only been in the last what maybe 10 15 years that actually the the design yeah. of bras for um you know your kind of e plus yeah. has actually become again something that's that's pretty i mean that for you know in the earlier the early my, my sort of youth days if you like of of wearing bras um i mean there was there was nothing between, you know, the very pretty things that went up to a, a D at most. At most, yeah. Um and then, you know, the Doreen was it? Or whatever, <laughs> it's, still <you> know, <laughs> it's still going. It's still going. Miss Mary of Sweden. I remember I remember mm. that is it's sort of you know, and as a young woman yeah. um and I figure it must be very much the same because yeah. there's, so, there's so many you know, breast cancer is not something that just kind of hits older ladies, is it? There's a lot no. of young women who um who have uh, have been diagnosed with it too and that must be incredibly um incredibly frustrating and as you say kind of really depressing mm. when you you want to have something that's comfortable and pretty And there's nothing for you to have. No, I think um, we had a design day
1: actually last year where we invited around 20 women to come and actually look at Millie and look at the materials that we were developing for the bra. And one of the, the things that emerged from that was they were talking about the things they missed about their lingerie and the things that they actually thought they weren't entitled to anymore because of what had happened to them. And that was probably the greatest revelation of all because they felt that because they'd had breast surgery that there were only certain kinds of bras that they were allowed to wear now um and they were quite functional because they needed to have a much more sort of practical side to them um and that left them feeling that well that's it for me now and it's back to the is it just me question actually feeling Mm -hmm. sort of forgotten about um and also making huge compromises in terms of the choices that they were facing that they they didn't have any real influence over so when we first showed them the Millie bra it was it, it was it was amazing to see their response actually because said, oh it's got lace oh it looks really beautiful oh that lining is really really soft and they were genuinely surprised that we've been able to achieve something that actually meant met rather all of the Slightly more practical, functional needs in terms of supporting the breast tissue, but it was actually beautiful and and soft and light as well. So Alex, for example, that modelled the bra in the project video for me, she said I could hardly feel the bra on my body Sue. It was so light and 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 dainty, um, and she wasn't used to that.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, you know what I'm going to say next, aren't you? Well, when you've got this one cracked start developing nice non-underwire bras for larger women (laughs) well it's it's a really important issue because the
1: underwire itself it's it's a piece of engineering really you know and it's Mm. i've learned so much i'm not um a a lingerie expert by any means but i've worked with lingerie experts technically and uh, on the, the the design front and I've, I sort of liken it to um, if trying to build, uh, I don't know, a, an electricity pylon without mm. using steel. That's what we wanted to achieve because we wanted to create a shape and a contour in the bra. So it looked like the kind of bra that women would, you know, ideally choose, but without the infrastructure, of the, the underwire. And that's what's made it very difficult um and that's what's taking the time because a few of my friends have said is that bra already yet so i say no <laughs> we're still working on the shape we're still working on the support that the bra needs to have built in without using an underwire
2: so is this part as a part of the problem then that actually um in a way you've got kind of lingerie design which is fashion yeah and then you've actually got structural engineering <laughs> And um, and most designers are not – just don't necessarily – get trained in or have the understanding of the structural engineering that needs that is required but obviously you're not going to go and get a, a structural engineer who's designing pylons yeah <laughs> to uh, to to come into um into the
1: lingerie industry not at all no i mean there have been engineers that have tried to develop um different um features of a bra that have you know failed catastrophically but i think it's um it is uh, that there, there is a very technical side to to the bra and i think actually it's going beyond the technical because and certainly my experience um and 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 some of the ladies I've been speaking to, that the bras work to some extent on a technical level. You know, they they feel comfortable, they're soft, they um, you can put them on and, and effectively forget about them. But they don't go to the next level in terms of actually. When I look at myself in the mirror, do I look like Sue? Do I look like me? And that's the bit that I struggle with the most. I sort of saw somebody else reflected back at me, and that that was the that was the bit that made me the saddest actually mm. to realise that I just didn't look the way i used to but also that i, I didn't feel that I had any real access to a bra that would help me to restore that part of my confidence and that's really important so when we've worked on millie we have very much begun with the, the the more technical aspects of the garment but then we've looked at how can we create lightness and femininity and um just a, a joy almost in, in the bra, that when it goes on, it actually gives you that lift, that psychological lift, as well as the physical lift, to and so that when you look at yourself, you think, oh, it's actually beautiful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it is indeed beautiful. And, I, and I, you know, you were saying that out of the 500 or so brands of um, bra that there are, um, only a few, a smattering and of handful, them actually yeah. uh, were creating bras for post-breast surgery. Yeah. Is is it this difficulty of melding the engineering with the with the design and the fashion and the prettiness is is that what puts companies off I think it's 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 partly that, but it's it's as I've discovered
1: developing the bra, there are over forty components, and actually how you harmonise those components can make a massive difference to how successful the bra is when it goes onto the wearer, if you like. Um, and I think that a lot of mainstream brands are they are aware now. You know, even in the past couple of years, there's been a lot more conversation about um, this sector of the market, so things are improving definitely. But I still think that there, there isn't enough product and there isn't enough choice um, around the kinds of things that women want to do, actually. We're we talking in the, our development process about the bra wardrobe. And, you know, it's, a, it's, it's fairly common language, but actually we talk about moments when we want to get dressed to do certain things. And, you know, after we've been through our treatment, you know, and the moments are, well, I want to go home from hospital. Um, I want to go out with my friends you know i'd love to go and do some sport again but i don't quite know what i should be wearing and actually i want to get dressed up and feel a little bit of and room <laughs> and and they're, they're tough moments if you haven't got the right bra to wear um and as we develop the brand that's how we will um very much look at the design process in
2: terms of actually meeting those moments. Brilliant. Well, we shall talk more about how the process is going and the Kickstarter campaign after our next record, which is um, Adele coming up in a moment. Adele and the water under the bridge. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark. And with our guest this morning, Sue Pringle, we're talking about um, post-breast surgery surgery, bras um and particularly the milli lingerie and millie bras that sue has been developing um now you have a kickstarter campaign um to crowdfund this sort of next stage of, of development Sue. so would you tell us a little bit about um about the campaign about what you're hoping to do with it and how you came to decide that the crowdfunding route was the way to go Okay, um, I'll probably just take a a step back
1: to the first crowdfunding campaign we did, actually, um, which was really to test the idea. And it was literally the first time I put my head above the parapet, you know, back to this sort of research idea. Is this a good idea? Is it just me that thinks it's a good idea? So I crowdfunded in 2015 to raise some funds to help with prototyping because I knew to do things well. I needed a professional designer and um, that was funded in 10 days. It was fantastic um so to do this next round of development um we need to um we've got a a lot more technical work to do because we've developed the first sample on the first size and we now need to do something called grading which is where you sort of go up the band sizes up and down the cup sizes but that's a fairly straightforward process but actually we want to take it to a further step whereby we get bras made and actually onto a variety of women within those Band and cup sizes so that they can wear the, the bras and tell us about them and actually make adjustments that are really important so, for example, um, how deep the side wing is when you get to a 36 or 38 can make a massive difference to how comfortable the bra will fit. But you don't want it to be so deep that actually you're completely enveloped by a bra. I've mm-hmm. tried some on, for example, on a you know 34D and they've come up so high I felt like I'm wearing Bradley wing- Wiggin cycle helmet because they're just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, and with grading, it's really important to actually make sure that it's sensitively graded and particularly for this bra that it's not hitting on tricky areas so we've got a lot of technical development to do um, and that's part of the funds that we're trying to raise and then obviously we want to be able to take it to our first manufacturing run so we're offering rewards on the crowdfunding campaign where women who can uh, either pre-order a bra for themselves if they've had breast cancer or just actually would like a a soft non-wired bra but also involve other people in the project to support it in the round. So we've teamed up with a couple of charities, one based in Nottingham, and um, the Nottingham Hospitals Charity, who have fundraised to um, put in a new bra shop at the Breast Institute. And another charity who are based out in Norwich that support women through some of the very difficult decisions that they make around mastectomy and reconstruction which i faced myself 15 years ago about well what's the best thing for me what are the alternatives um how do i you know sort of get to a place where i've actually got a breast shape that's that's right for me um and that was something that really resonated for me because when i made my choice 15 years ago to have a mastectomy reconstruction I'd, i found it a very lonely place um i keeping abreast currently um fundraise to give women bra vouchers that they then go off and start the bra hunt and actually by gifting a reward through the Kickstarter we'll be able hopefully to send them boxes of bras to, to give out to the ladies in those groups. So that's what the the thirty thousand target is all around. It's around funding the cost of the manufacturer and actually making sure we can do the technical development fully and you know until I can put my hand on my heart and say this bra really works it won't go anywhere
2: <laughs> <laughs> well that's very wise of you I think um so what are the different because uh, you've got a number of different levels yes um, of the kickstarter campaign excuse me I'm getting a bit of a frog um so While I clear my throat, could you tell us what the different levels
1: are? Okay, well, I mean, crowdfunding works. It sounds really obvious by the crowd actually bringing their support to a project. So the first thing is, you know, do you like the idea? Is it something that you think you would like to help come to fruition? So that's the, the, the basis. Um, and then actually there's a kind of, you know, well, is it something that's affected me personally? Have You know, am I somebody who's had breast cancer that is struggling to find a bra? Um, and you can go in and choose a reward of gifting a bra to yourself effectively or a matching set because we have got a knicker that goes with Millie as well. And. Um, and But we recognise that to do this, actually, the, there were a lot of people that wanted to support our aims, if you like, but actually don't need a bra themselves. So we've created a series of rewards. You can put in as little as a pound and you can put in a, a, a lot more than that. Um, so one, for example, is the bra kitty, which is £15, and you effectively club into a bra kitty, and depending on how big that kitty is, we'll divide that out, and that means however many bras when the project closes. Or you could gift a bra to somebody that you know, for example, maybe to your wife or your mum or your sister. um, Or you can gift a bra through to one of the two charities. But we've also sort of put a, a, a few things in there that are a little bit different. So... One of the rewards is to be a design curator, and that came from when we had the the Millie Gals, as I call them, um, at our design day last year, and they were really interested in the materials and the handle and the feel and the colours, and there was lots of huanaring, um, and we've had a couple of people choose that reward already. They want to be involved in the design process. Um, and then we've also got a very sort of, you know, the top reward, if you like, which we call a founding benefactor. And we've had two of those so far, which is for people who want to perhaps get a bit more directly involved um, and support the the, the business in a, a, on a slightly wider basis, um, a sort of soft sponsorship almost and um and that you know that that will be really interesting to see how that evolves as we go forward
2: fantastic well we will learn a little bit more um after our next piece of music this is uh, donna lewis and i love you always forever now sue um we've been talking about the kickstarter campaign and the various different levels um that people can get involved with so where do they find it and and What do they need to do?
1: Okay, there's quite a few ways that you can find us. So um, Kickstarter itself, if you search for Millie Lingerie or Millie Abrata Wear After Breast Cancer, you'll find us there. Um, We also have a website, millielingerie.com and we're on facebook and instagram and twitter and there's quite there's a lot of of conversation going on there and in particular on the facebook page because that's where i post updates and how we're doing and feedback that we get during the project which is lovely actually
2: fabulous yeah and and i think it's important to say isn't it that you you don't necessarily have to either of um been through breast cancer yourself or even know somebody close to you who's been through it you can still support this and it's an important um, opportunity to to support either by actually donating or by just sharing the whole kickstarter campaign on your own social media or conversations and so on absolutely and um, one of my friends um, the
1: week before we launched actually neil (laughs) he said well I don't need a brass suit, <laughs> but I want to support you. How do I do it? And it was a really good question, actually, because um, it, it, it enabled me to tell him about the Gift of Bra to Charity reward in particular, which is what he did. He came onto the project straight away um, because he, you know, he, he he knows me in terms of the, the frustrations that I've had, but recognised also that that might be a problem for other women. And he wanted to help that, that process along. So um, there the are there are awards there for anybody really we've tried to sort of design them that so that everyone can get involved and support the project quite literally support the project (laughs) (laughs) excellent excellent so could you just
2: give us that website address again
1: yes so um kickstarter.com is 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 where the project lives if you like and support uh, search rather for millie lingerie or go to our website millielingerie.com brilliant
2: OK, well, we're um, rapidly running out of time, but we do have a few more minutes. So we will um, come back to just wrap up our conversation with Sue um, after our next record. And this is Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson and Valerie. Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson, of course. Now, Sue, just to kind of uh, wrap up our conversation, there is so much more that we could talk about. We could fill another hour quite easily, I think. Um but the, the the other question i wanted to ask you was about international so um is the bra going to be available in in you know other than in the uk so if somebody in australia for example or america wanted a milli bra could can, can they have one yes um we've already had um some rewards chosen in in the states actually
1: because um uh, kickstarter actually picked us as a project we love last week that's on our third fantastic. day which was fantastic um and that meant that the kickstarter community in the states were actually became more aware of it so we've had uh, a couple of ladies actually from america already choose um a bra and matching set for themselves and we're just uh we, we ship it out to them when it's ready just like anywhere else that's fantastic yeah um, so
2: so then I'm, I'm guessing if you have a um you know a friend for example as, as i have a, a friend in australia who has been through breast cancer and reconstruction and so on um it's share the good news absolutely
1: yeah i mean that's the, that's the key thing here is about talking about what we're up to and um, and sharing it with your friends and family and because we all know somebody unfortunately who's been affected by this but what we perhaps don't know is just how difficult and frustrating a search it is to find a bra that can help us feel a little bit better absolutely well
2: um, just because uh, we've got about a, a minute left to uh, left to fill on our conversation how did you come up with the name milly um,
1: well it's it's an interesting one because um, I, I tried various sort of plays on my daughter's names eleanor and rebecca um but actually when i I wake up in the morning i've got a photograph of my grandparents in the window and my grandmother was millicent and they say morning millie morning bill and then it just struck me one day that actually i would i would name it after my grandmother millie um she was a mother of nine and a grandmother of 24 and uh, my mum is is one of those nine children and it just seemed appropriate somehow to name it after
2: my grandmother yeah how fabulous what a great idea what a great idea and i'm sure she'll be up there smiling down i'd like to think she is <laughs> super well sue thank you so much for joining us this thank morning thank you for having me um great. let's just give everybody your your website address again okay. so they can so come it's
1: millilingerie.com it. or you can find us by searching for us on kickstarter
2: brilliant <laughs> and uh, and of course we have all the details of the Kickstarter campaign and the website etc on our website too which is of course girlsaroundtownonline.com
0: We love you.